This is the Impossible Things Podcast. Here are three average guys discussing the impossible. Jesse Human, Jimmy Donahue, and your host, Kyle Cole. Welcome back to the Impossible Things Podcast. This is episode five, I believe. Right? Five? Is it? Yes, episode five. Wow, we are really chugging along. We are. We're making some progress. I congratulate you, Kyle. I congratulate you, Mr. Human. So it's Jesse and Kyle here. We've already discussed why Jimmy's not here. If you uh, care to know the reason, go back to our first episode. Go back to where you came from. Yeah. But uh, he'll be back eventually. In the meantime, here we are. Here we are. Discussing impossibilities yet again. In Kyle's garage. In my garage. If you hear crickets, it's not uh, fabricated. Those are real. Those real crickets think we're really boring. Yeah, like last week. (laughs) Yeah, man. I thought that was... every Personally, I thought that was one of the best parts of the podcast. And then the crickets started. Ugh. Apparently, you you have no taste, Cricket. We got judged by insects. Mm-hmm. How have you been, Jesse? Been well. You find anything regarding our our past impossibilities that well, was uh, eye catching? Funny, you should ask. Our predetermined, uh, <laughs> almost like it was planned by somebody or something. Yeah, we recently discussed missions to Mars. We did, if, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was way back five weeks ago, but we did discuss it. <laughs> Oh, uh, this recording on many episodes at once is uh, it's very entertaining. It's entertaining for you and me, but maybe <laughs> not for the rest of the people who have to wait a month and a half to hear this. I definitely want everyone to know that that's what we do, <laughs> because otherwise... We did not record uh, episode one five weeks ago. <laughs> it was definitely three and a half weeks ago. <laughs> and you, this episode we're recording about three or four weeks before you're going to hear it. So there may be some dated material in here. I'm sure. We try not to, but yeah. You, you guys, it's not possible to be current all the time. It is impossible. Do you know how busy we are? Seriously. We're very important people. We're almost as busy as NASA. Almost. NASA? NASA. What a segue. Seriously. Uh, they've been given $55 million to From develop. Who? Certainly somebody who has 50, $55 million to give away. Um, Trump. Oh. That's not his $55 no. million. That's Hopefully. somebody else's. By the time anyone hears this, he'll have dropped out. <sighs> or he'll have been publicly beaten by a group of sound men. <laughs> anyway, so who gave the money to NASA? Congress. Oh, they totally have a lot of money to give away. It depends who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> but they are giving away money. That's irrelevant. They yeah. gave away $55 million to NASA. Yep, what was it for? They expect, they're calling this an omnibus. It's a deep space mm-hmm. exploration pod. Oh. It's similar to the ISS. International sure. Space Station. Yeah, yeah. But it looks like it would just be for NASA astronauts. And it's gonna yeah, it's supposed course. to go to deep space. Exclusivity. Well, I don't know. <laughs> they don't actually say. Maybe, well, like uh, I mean, is is it something that can return like the ISS? Could people come and go from this omnibus looking thing? There's not a lot of information in this here article, which we'll post. It was in Daily Mail. Okay, yeah, uh, I'll definitely I'll definitely post posted. it. Daily Mail, that is not a US article. Well, no. Whatever. They're spying on us or something. <sighs> Those UK people. Anyway, doesn't say .uk. I thought Daily Mail was a, a, a British-run syndicate of things. Right. Well, maybe. Obviously, that's obviously, I'm wrong. Too. I'm just fabricating things. Clearly, the only articles to- I think are worth it end in .uk. But anyway, nonetheless, Congress gave NASA fifty-five million dollars to develop a bus to throw into space. Sure did. Deep space. Sure did. Speaking of deep space, the Martian, you know, I mean, three weeks from now, this will be three-week old news, but the Martian's available in iTunes, yep. probably on Amazon as well. Yes. I'm, I'm definitely true. going to watch it now. 
Okay. Being that Matt Damon has also won a Golden Globe, I think he won a Golden Globe for it. Well, you were there. I unfortunately was there, <laughs> <laughs> or fortunately, depending on if you like the Golden Globes or not. But uh, he won an award for it, and it further piqued my interest, being that we had discussed it, uh, definitely referenced it in episode yeah, one. But, true. Uh, I think I'm going to watch it now, so I encourage you all to spend the three ninety nine or five ninety nine to rent it yeah. and uh, do that. Oh, here we go. Here's a quote from the article. Ah, good. NASA shall develop. This is their the direction the Congress oh. is given. NASA shall develop a prototype deep space habitation module with the Advanced Exploration Systems Program no later than 2018, oh. report states, according to Space News. 2018. That's quite the deadline. That's not that far away. And that and I mean, we'd have to Google this, I'm sure, and I'm sure we could, but I don't want to spend too much time on this. But has NASA ever been given a deadline by the governing agencies? Well, I don't know. I don't For know anything, that. I, I, that seems like, I mean, it, it's, I suppose, good accountability. Mm-hmm. They're not going to make it, but 2018, that's, no, that's it, a year and a half from now. It says they have to develop a prototype. That doesn't mean it has to launch or anything. That's fair. And I, I, well, actually, the more I think about it, the more ambiguous that sounds. It does. Uh, maybe you have a blueprint by then. Um, well, you know, a, amb- a, ambiguity is the, Method of Congress. Well, the method of government. Let's not just blame Congress. It's everybody. Yeah, I mean, sure gets you off the hook. Yeah, seriously. I mean, gets you off the hook like fate gets you off the hook. A little foreshadowing. Wah. What are we talking about today? Fate. What? It's like we planned it this way. Like we were fated. Oh, jeez. This is going to be another good one. Another drinking oh, game geez. for you all. How many puns uh, can we make? Um. So... We're talking about fate today and whether or not that's a, that's possible. It kind of goes hand in hand with the love at first sight thing. Were you fated to have the interaction that caused you to fall in love with your your love? Or Romeo and Juliet fated to be together? I believe there's a line in Romeo and Juliet that references fate, something along those lines. But fate? What do you think, Jesse? I think what what do we call fate? What is exactly what exactly is fate? The fate can be defined in many different ways. I think people have various, they mean various different things. They say fate. When I think of fate, I think of, I think of every, so I think of it as, as opposed to destiny. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So destiny would be like the culmination of my life's work. Yes. I'm not destined to rule the world. Well, you don't con- know that yet. You don't know what the Europe. fates have in store for you. Maybe I am destined to, rule the world but i see what you mean maybe i'm destined for a life of crime uh, that's probably true maybe who knows okay so that's destiny is like the destiny is a culmination to me sure maybe other people is different no it's fine i understand fate i think is the little daily decisions the daily interactions daily it's an ongoing thing. yes yeah today when i got on the freeway to come to your house there was an accident on the freeway sure Wait, on a Southern California freeway, there was an accident? Can you believe that? Never happens. Right in an interchange. No. Was it the Orange Crush? (laughs) How did you know that? (laughs) It's like like I live here. It's like it was fated to be. (laughs) Well, how that connects to fate for me. Yes. Maybe. In a roundabout way. Mm Mm-hmm. Or a direct way. Uh, Definitely direct. That was right on my path, the way I was going. Mm Mm-hmm. It looked like it had happened moments before. Oh, Near miss. Near miss. I went to my car in the driveway. Yeah. Got everything in there. And I realized it may get cold. Maybe I need a jacket. Mm. Went back inside and grabbed my jacket. 
back out. Had you not done that? How how am I to know, really? But well, possibly, you were not destined for an accident. Possibly. <laughs> if I hadn't forgotten my jacket. Yeah. Maybe that was fate. Maybe I just cheated fate by saying, I don't want to be cold. Or maybe fate wanted you to have to go back for Maybe fate said, don't remember your jacket the first time. Does fate do the Jedi mind hand wave when it when it talks to you? Is fate a person? <laughs> Is fate well, I don't know, are you Greek? <laughs> uh, partly. Wah wah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. On my grandmother's side. Well, well paternal grandma. Then yes, fate is a person. If you <laughs> if you if you subscribe to cartoons, fate is three people, blind people with one eye. It's not important. Uh interesting that you mentioned pathways though. Okay. And and in relation to fate. Uh, when I when I think fate, the first thought I think of is actually it, it, this may be obscure. It depends on how you how much you like Donnie Darko, listener, potential listeners. Uh, <laughs> but in Donnie Darko, there's one particular scene. Um, I'm not going to even bother to try to describe the movie. If you've seen it, you know why that's a futile. Att- it would be a futile attempt. I haven't seen it, so I'm in as in the dark as all you. Who you're in the seen. you're in the Darko. Oh, I was trying not to. <laughs> <laughs> you missed it. Uh, Donnie Darko is a, one of those abstract movies. Uh, it, I can say it's similar to The Butterfly Effect. It's similar to a bunch of other movies that exist that are these cult classic movies. has a lot to do about uh, tangent timelines and and fate, specifically how your choices affect how things might might have been if you had made a different choice. So in one of the in one of the scenes in this tangent reality that Donnie Darko is in, he happens to see these pathways in front of people. Uh, the best example of this is he's sitting in a living room with some uh, some people. He looks like he's zoning out, but really what he sees are these uh, watery, abstract, ghostly pathways in front of uh, a guy sitting in a recliner. And then a couple seconds later, that ghostly pathway weaves its way into the kitchen. And then a moment later, the person gets up and follows that pathway into the kitchen and goes to the fridge to get something to, to, to eat, potentially. So that is likely the image you will see on the website when you when and if you go there to retrieve the episode, hmm. you will likely see an image from from Donnie Darko that shows this, and that's the first thing I think of is that fate is kind of the the cause but the the cause of your actions. Like uh, that person was hungry, so hmm. they were fated to go find something to eat. What if I'm trying to not go to the fridge every five minutes like my normal fate would have me? Mm. Does, is fate is fate trying to get you to lose weight, or are you trying to get you to lose weight? It, I, it, do, do you control mm. your fate? Do we control our fate? Well, if, question if I, of if the I, hour. If I if I ask my wife about fate, she will quote the uh, the Disney Pixar movie Brave at me with a horrible, horrible Kimberly. It's horrible Scottish accent. Am I to edit that out? Uh, no, you can keep that. I want the world to know my wife, funny as she is, horrible, horrible at accents. I would like to hear you try to mimic. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is for another time. That is a fifth Monday episode time. Can you, can you at least say the quote? <laughs> yes. The quote is, if you had a chance to change your fate, would you? But think of that horribly, horribly awkward Scottish accent. Anyway. I'm thinking of it. Uh, you, you are not thinking hard enough. You'd be laughing harder. Anyway, that movie Brave, that's another good example of uh of fate supposedly interfering with uh with with choices and things that happen in life. It's a lot more mystical, but it's uh it's definitely very fate driven. I had very very poorly alluded to uh the, the movie Hercules 
Mm. The fates control quite a bit of that movie, but that's because in Greek... The Disney version? The Disney version. There's three of them. They all share one eye. Three versions? Three Disney movies? of three No, no, just the... Three, just, three there's three fates. Fates. The three fates. Maybe that is a Greek thing. I don't really know. I don't know much of Greek mythology. I have a book on it. I haven't read it. Mm. Edith Hamilton's book on mythology. I've not read huh. it. Anyway, there are there were fates though. There were three fates. They were oh, they're then, not they're, they're not gods. No, there are fates. But they did control what the they, gods did. Yeah, they did. Which is interesting. It's an interesting Very bit interesting. of uh, kind of it's an interesting bent on religion in general. Mm-hmm. To think that an all supreme being or all supreme beings are are controlled. Well, clearly, the Roman the Roman and Greek gods weren't were not all supreme. No, 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 no. They were supreme uh, in context to fate. Yeah. So, uh, what are some literary examples other than the, the the Greek and the couple of movies I just mentioned, uh, and of course Romeo and Juliet? That's another one. Uh, several quotes that uh, that we'll post in the article from Romeo and Juliet in reference to fate. It was definitely a Shakespearean idea, I yeah. mean, with the play that shall not be named and and Romeo and Juliet and a couple of other things. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Romeo and Juliet definitely had a. Strong fate theme, or shall we say fatal? A fa- Ooh. Who's got the puns now, Jesse Human? Who's got the puns now? That being said, what, uh, why, why, why do we want fate to exist? Why do we want fate to exist? Do we want fate to exist? I think our, our human nature is we would love fate to exist. I would love to never, I would love to in life think that any decision that I'm going to make is not really my decision to make. What what I would do is what I would have done anyway because I was fated to do so. I'm just not. fated to be fat. Therefore, I can eat all the chocolate <sighs> I want. Yeah, because I, I'm fated to be fat and yeah. maybe the eating all the chocolate I want is how I get fat. It's fate. It's not or, me. Or I'm fated to be bald. Therefore, my physical appearance is shot anyway, so I may as well just get fat too. Just let Who's yourself go, Jesse. Let it go. But I mean, we, there, there are books, there are best-selling books that are out that were written within the last 10 years that relate to fate the secret Rhonda Byrne in your notes not mine I did not bring this up but hey. it definitely people like to think that there is some path that they could change some predetermined path that they could change and I, I would say the predetermined path being fate wouldn't you wouldn't I wouldn't I think wouldn't, wouldn't you agree that people would like would to I think agree? they could change their fate I, mm, they say that I suppose you it, if you if you'd want to change your fate, you'd have to agree that fate exists to begin with. Oh, I see. I see where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. Okay, but uh, it, according to your notes, fate is nothing more than the natural consequence of our choices. Is it not? Is it? I think that was uh, just a talking point. It wasn't an opinion. Well, it's certainly true. Like, I mean, there are things. That, there's a lot of you, you can do a lot of arbitration back and forth about yeah. certain decisions in life that you make, whether or not they were driven by an, a, another force, yeah. fate, whatever you want to call it. But there are certain things you can't control whatsoever. Right, That's you can't true. control who you're born to and where you're born and right. what society that is. Right. Um, obviously, those play. There's a great Freakonomics episode about it that I didn't bother to go back through their archive and look up, but. Um, where you're born and who you're born to really does change your outcome in life. Absolutely does. And you can't choose that in the least. No. So that's kind of, that's kind of your fate, right? Well, Should we I say mean, that? it depends on if, the, again, it depends on how you would describe the, uh, another failure of the English language. We talked about that in the last episode. Indeed. Is that 
Some people might call it fate, and some people might call it predestination. Some people might call it uh, determinate. Yeah, this is deterministic. Where, what is it? It's uh, free will versus determinism. determinism. Would be the the philosophical uh, dichotomy. Yes, of what we're talking about. So fate basically can boil down to that determinism as a phil. You know, it's used a philosophic language, and there's a, there's quite a debate, and people are on both sides. Really smart people on both sides of Absolutely. this debate. Well, I mean, like, it, even if you believe in free will, though, it still doesn't affect who, like, I can't choose who I'm born with, born to and born around, but I can choose how I let that affect me. Um, I can claw my, I, and obviously there's exceptions to this, so please don't take this as a, a legalistic line in the sand I'm drawing, but if I was born into poverty, fortunately in this country, there I can claw my way out. Um, and yeah, it will be very difficult. And yes, there are some things that would be easier uh, along the way if I had money or if I'd been born to a better family, but I'm, I'm not, not stuck there per mm-hmm. se. I think you're um, getting more stuck there. The, the education gap is, is uh, a huge there, thing. There are certainly, like it's I said, all I'm about not education to me. It's I'm, not about having money or resources or a work ethic. It's just, if you were raised going down to Seven Eleven for a bag of Funyuns, you know, twice a day, yeah, then uh, of course you're not going to have any money. Well, yeah, and, I mean, but you, that's all you know, you know. That that's fair. I I guess I never really tied it to like an educational thing. But, yeah. Oh, it definitely is. But oh, for uh, me. but like I I think I think when you say a phrase like that, people think school, mm-hmm. and you're saying knowledge in general. Just yeah, I mean, just the, pure it pure it knowing that be, there's I don't have to go get funyuns. Yeah. I can go it, grow my own food, or, or something, or just resist the temptation to junk food in general. I mean, well, what would just, cause it? Would you consider fate to be the cause of that temptation? I mean, I guess if you use that no. word to describe it, you could. But corporations, <laughs> just the corporations, man. They're, they're out to get your money. An illusion. An illusion to next week's topic. Oh goodness, the Illuminati. The Illuminati. <laughs> or that was the, quite the alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard many I alliterations, but I said illusion. Did you? That's what I should have said. I hope you did. Not illusion. Again, a failure of the English language. Vowels fail us, people. <laughs> They're horrible, horrible things. I want to learn different languages. All right. Okay. So why do we want this to be possible, I think, ultimately? I think let's pause on, on free will and determinism for a minute. Is this the right place to do that? I think so. Okay. It's Yeah, yeah, yeah. It plays into uh, definition. I agreed. So it's more of a, it's a more academic uh, phrasing yeah. than fate. Fate is, fate is very much... Well, we've already tied fates, fate to the fates from Greek mythology yes. and Roman Greek mythology. So that's, I, th- I feel like that's kind of a popular pop culture kind of a way to think about the question of free will determinism. Yeah. Would you say so? Well, it puts a face to it. That's for sure. Yeah. A way for, a way to understand it in a colloquial sense. So if I could talk off the cuff about free will determinism. Yeah. You're welcome to to jump in oh no 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 i want to hear this <laughs> i wish i had some of the philosophers uh, but no that's just boring so if you want to get more detailed maybe we'll post something a, a we detail. can post some some links okay so there's a couple of philosophers really smart people like i said earlier that that think and science somewhat bears this out too although uh physicists talk more about probabilities than uh actualities it's more mathematic yeah. than philosophical but though. they so somebody, some philosophers are, were saying that I was reading were saying that atoms 
an atom's trajectory yeah. uh, can be predicted if you trace back the causal chain. That's a key word, causal chain. That'll mm-hmm. be on the exam. <laughs> uh, back to the origin of all things. Okay. So if you if you trace their trajectories and the way that they interact with each other normally, then you can predict the way that every atom will act in the future. Yes. That that makes enough sense. Sure. Or it's a reasonable thought. Yeah. Problem is the it's just so massive a the, job. Right. The the permutations of choice. Right. And that's still that's still a mechanical physics. Yes. You know, that's that it's incalculable. It's incalculable yeah. in that type of yeah, like I mean the mathematical mm-hmm. the mathematical expression is that there's an infinite amount of possibilities. Nobody's gonna bother to calculate that. It's like rounding up a decimal. There, there is there is a place for it to end. It just ends so far that it's not calcul it's not I think, calculable. I think the you're almost you almost have it right. The there is there is one outcome. Is what they're saying. And, yeah, and absolutely. that can be calculated. It's one in an infinite amount of possibilities. Okay. Right? I guess so. But it's it's the one that will happen. Yes. Based on the the movement of atoms in the past. I've heard the comparison in other contexts that it's like if you were to fill the entire globe with quarters three feet deep mm. and you paint one of them red, the odds of somebody finding that are one in however many quarters there are. But nobody's going to really calculate that. And that's calculatable. But, I mean, scale that up and it becomes incalculatable really quick. But you could... But somebody could still grab the red quarter. And, but you could, you could predict that it would be found if... I'm, I'm agreeing with you. It is calculatable, take, no, but know. nobody's going to calculate an infinite amount of possibility. It's not possibilities, though. It's it's actualities. Like we can... Okay. If you trace the past, if you trace... Okay, let's take... Let's leave atoms out of it. Sure. Let's, let's talk about real life. Okay. So you were born Southern California. Yes. I was born in Southern California. Too. Yes, also true. So... We're the same. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's irrelevant. Uh, there are certain choices that we don't have available to us. Okay. There are certain choices that we are more likely to make than not. Yes. Okay. Here's something a little cheesy. The analogy may break down, but we are more likely to choose to hang out at the beach Yes. than someone who was born in Idaho or... Well, actually, I think it's the other way around. There's only one. We are less likely to hang out at the beach <laughs> than somebody who was born in Idaho because the person in Idaho does not have a beach. You never know <laughs> what you have until you don't have it. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah, that too. That's what happens when they pave paradise. <sighs> More song references. <laughs> oh, man. This is this is a rough couple of weeks. No, never ending. Never ending. Any, anyway, I, I see your point, though. Is that so the, you could, the, but I those mean, are those very, are certain things very, that I'm prone to. As soon as you remove any specificity, spe, as soon as you remove the specifics that we're born in Southern California, you can just say we were both born in the same place, not knowing that there's a beach nearby. Mm-hmm. There's an infinite amount of choices we could make. Right. Okay. You have to add other factors in in order to calculate it. Going Otherwise, your, it's incalculable. But take that incalculable. Theory. Okay, I, I see what you're saying, but we're talking we're talking specific one. Yeah. Okay. One thing. That's fair. We're talking, to, trying to predict what will happen. Okay. So you take take all your quarters. Sure. Around the world, or what? However, what was it? 
Yeah, quarters. Three feet deep. Three so feet yeah, deep. three feet deep, quarters covering okay. every inch of the globe. So if you were trying to calculate the possibility of one person finding the red quarter, right, you would take into on the first try. You would Sorry, take into account put that in where the quarter was in relation to the person. Uh, what if it's unknown? That's not the point. It's an unknown. Variable. The point is, you take the causal chain and use that to predict the future. Okay, that's fair. So if, if I know where the quarter is and I drop the person close to the quarter, but don't tell them, the mm-hmm. odds are much greater that they're going to grab the quarter. You know the quarter, the red quarter is on the top layer. Sure. You know it's in a habitable zone of yeah, the, yeah. the globe. Yep. It's it's right on your proverbial doorstep. Right. You say, okay, it's red. It's going to stand out from the other quarters. Yes. The person is very likely to pick that one up. They are very likely, but they're not necessarily going to pick that one up. What if we blindfold the person? I mean, it adds okay. another variable. Let's yeah. blindfold the person. All right. The odds are still better that they're going to pick up the quarter than they wouldn't because they're not on the other side of the globe from the red quarter. What if you would say, but they're who's not, going to they're calculate not pick this? up any quarters because there's quarters everywhere. Why would you pick one up? You're surrounded well, by quarters. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. How do you put an elephant in a Safeway bag? This analogy did break down quickly. <laughs> but the causal chain is important. Yes. So, I mean, you're going to come up to to situations in your life where your past experience is going to inform your future choices. And influence. Yeah. Yes. Agree. Same thing. Ah, different. Ugh. <laughs> anyway, let's be pragmatic about it. Oh, my gosh. You're teasing my, my end game. Faith's pathway. I, I got us derailed with the whole uh, philosophical talk. That's okay. We'll, we'll post the, the anyway. bulkier details to the, the blog, but honestly, being pragmatic about it, what do you think? Are we there? Yeah, we're there. All right. What I think is there is... Okay, let me explain my philosophy of life Oh, briefly, if I haven't done so. Man, it only really. took three seasons to get to this. This is great, everybody. <laughs> now, this is why he thinks everything's impossible. Pragmatism can be described as choosing uh so a pragmatist will choose the philosophy that's true based on how well it works that makes sense sure not based on the most logical arguments always but what works in real life so there's some theories of on language that are just super ridiculous yeah. like when people say words have no inherent meaning yeah. The question is is moot. Completely. Words have the meaning that we're that we've agreed upon them to have. I mean that's just one okay, that's like a total <laughs> that, that, soapbox. We're gonna get into that right, no, later or maybe never, hopefully, if all goes well. <laughs> It'd be an episode you would be fated to not listen to anyway. I would be fated not to speak on that episode. <laughs> for fear my words would be misconstrued. Why? Those words were predetermined to mean what they mean. So pragmatism <laughs> A proposition is true if it works satisfactorily. That, Certainly. To me, that is that is the end of philosophy. Okay. You think about things in as far as they have any bearing on reality. Uh-huh. To think about, to spend time on other things is um, exercise in in mental acuity. If uh, in good for nothing else. Yes. To me. Okay. If it doesn't inform the world or how you interact with the world, why bother? Unless that's your job or something. Sure. To philosophize. Yeah. Why well, think I am? I think, therefore, I am. What? What's the point? What's the point of that? Does that do you any good? No. I exist? Telling myself I exist? I mean, my experience is that I exist. Even yeah. if I don't, 
Who cares? I, I perceive myself to exist. It's relative. So we can just gloss over that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, we can dispense with that. Yes. That small, small, small idea. That being, said, that. <laughs> that being said, how does fate, how does the idea of fate inform real life? Sure. Decisions I'm going to make, how I'm going to, me personally, am going to interact with the world in the future. Uh-huh. And just, you know, given all arguments on both sides of free will determinism, which we didn't get into, but it would have been really interesting if we had, how am I going to proceed with fate? It has to be, I have to act like it's not real. I have to believe fate is not controlling everything I do. Because if I do, then I have no, I have no responsibility on me to make choices in any moral way. I can just do whatever I feel like, whatever I, you know, however, whatever the winds of, of society and my own passions lead me to, I can just do. And if, if I believe in fate, it's then I say, it's just fate. That's how, that's, that was my destiny just to end up uh, homeless in a ditch. So I'm not responsible. I'm not responsible for my actions. If fate is, if fate is actually controlling everything. That makes sense. Yeah. To you. I mean, do you feel the same? No, I like, well, <laughs> It really depends. I I believe that uh, I believe that fate is an interesting term, and it definitely is one that kind of jettisons your responsibility to your actions. Um, I thought that like I again another debate.org mm. reference. Yeah, Let's somebody see. somebody who had posted that they believe in fate on the on the yes I believe in fate side as opposed to the no I don't believe in fate side had phrased it pretty well as they say fate is you. You choose your own path. You think that fate is controlling your path. That you cho- that you chose the wrong path, but really you're choosing your fate. Uh, then they they immediately relate it to God and God's. Yeah, I mean the, the way our constitution phrases it: God's given free will. Um, and so, I don't know. I don't think I really. Be- I don't believe in fate in the traditional sense of being able to absolve myself of guilt of my actions. But I do believe that there are certain things that are you're destined to do, but I, I certainly am more inclined to believe on the scientific, scientific end of things that the probability is greater due to my relation of certain objects to do certain things, uh, than to not. But that doesn't mean, uh, like for instance, uh, if I lived in the snow, it would be definitely be my fate to walk through the snow, but yeah. I don't live all that far from the snow. So if I want to change my fate of not walking in snow to walking in snow, I can drive two hours and do that. I will have to deliberately make that choice, though. Yeah. And I still think I have that ability to do that. Some may say, well, you were fated to go walk in the snow anyway because you were fated to drive. And it's like, at some point, I'm either going to be responsible for my actions or not. And I believe that the whole do you believe in fate argument really relates to somebody's philosophical and religious beliefs. Sure. I think that will definitely play into how you view whatever it is you call predeterministic action. Right. But if you so were, that's where I stand on if it. If you were born in a in the snow, yeah. And you would not be able to avoid walking in the snow. Correct. There's a hundred percent likelihood I would walk in snow. Yeah. Except for if I was carried through it. Follow, follow the causal chain. You can predict actions. Right. Sometimes. Yeah. Anyway. So where I have to believe in fate is things like the arc storm the arc storm if it's fated to hit us there is nothing we can do about it and we just have to accept 
our fate. So your 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 response to fate is case sarah sarah, whatever will be will be, outside of myself. Sure. Can it? I mean, despite what a lot of people, uh, inserting my opinion here, by the way, besides what a lot of people would think uh, we can do for climate change, the weather is going to do what the weather does. I think there are things we can do to be responsible. Don't get me wrong, but the weather's going to do what the weather does. Yeah, that's that's faded. That is, this is a great example of fate versus choice. Sure. Yeah, I think that's a really good, uh, poignant, visceral example of you can do what you can do, but there are some aspects of things that are just going to be. Well, my example actually plays exactly into what you were saying huh. on the on the pragmatic side of things. Is that if the weather's going to be? This is a very conservative Republican idea too, which drives me crazy because it's the wrong opinion. Well, if the weather's already crappy, and like the climate change is already crappy, there's nothing we can do. So why why should I stop polluting? What I have no responsibility in what's going to happen. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen anyway, mm-hmm. right? And I believe that that's a that's foolish. I I believe it's foolish for a different reason other than the climate change, and the it's global warming. I I think that there's I think that we have an Earth. We should be responsible, um, if not even for just our future, but for ourselves. I think that it's ridiculous for people to think that just because there's already pollution, we can keep polluting. That's asinine. It doesn't really matter what political party ascribes to that belief. It's stupid. It would be stupid to say that, well, the weather's going to be crummy either way, so or the smog is crummy either way, so I'm just going to drive as much as I want, not smog check my car, uh, release a line of Volkswagen vehicles that aren't proper, properly smogged. <laughs> I, it, it doesn't matter. Like I, I think that those are all stupid stupid answers to those uh, to the problem that is smog. I think people should be responsible because that's the right thing to do. Morality yeah. plug ended. And look what we've done with... Smog. When I was a kid, oh man, smog was bad. Yeah, it's yeah. not that bad now. It's not as bad, but it's still not great. We've it's, changed this our is fate. Not, this is not Colorado. We've changed our fate. Wait, well, and you can Colorado see, has a smog problem? No, I, no, it doesn't. It's the opposite. Oh. I'm just saying, oh, like, Los not. Angeles is still has a smog problem in relation to Colorado. Yeah, However, we, we don't have the smog problem. Shanghai nothing, does nothing like we used to. Well, we don't have the problem mm-hmm. China does. That's like fact fact right there. Mm-hmm. If you do something regulated, eventually it will get a little bit better, even if marginal. And I would say it's marginal, but that margin's probably larger than I think. Yeah, but my my lungs don't feel like they did when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I also grew up in Riverside. Yeah, that's wow. The uh, just smells also like, known as the smog collector. It just smells like cow gas out there all the time. <laughs> anyway, we it's, it's not the country. It's just inland. Boo. I mean, moo. Oh, man. Whatever. Discriminating against me because where I grew up. I can if you want me to. (laughs) I have an opinion. I can't change. Keep it to myself. I can't change that. My mom and dad said if I didn't have something nice to say. So does anybody control fate? That's, that's, That's kind of like, I mean, if you, especially if you don't believe in God, then what controls fate? I think we've established we each control our own fate. Yeah, but what but if somebody, are you talking about the fate of the world? No, just fate in general. Could be the fate of the world. Could be your fate. Could be my fate. What do you think that it's possible? I mean, different impossibility, folks. Two impossibilities for the price of one episode, which is free. Can somebody else, a person or group of people, control fate? It'd be very difficult. 
It would be difficult, but is it possible? Who would do that? The Illuminati. Oh, man. We've been teasing this. <laughs> or the Masons. What about the Masons? Nah. Not the locked up Masons, the free ones. Oh, all those Freemasons. Those Freemasons. Maybe, yeah. We should talk about that next week. Okay. What do you think? Next week we'll talk about it? Yeah? How about how about in like five minutes? Five minutes. <laughs> It'll only feel like five minutes. It's faded to be five minutes from now, I'm sure. <laughs> it's an illusion. It's an illusion. It's an Illuminati it's illusion. A, it's an illusion. An illusion? An, no. This, no. This is an illusion. Mm. That it's going to be a week. Yes. Between when we talk about it. Yes, that's true. But it'll only be five minutes from now. That's an illusion. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us today. Visit impossiblethingspodcast.com to interact with the guys on Twitter, Facebook, and email. Questions, topic suggestions, corrections, and rants are always welcome. Also, find more episodes and see sources referenced in today's discussion. Impossiblethingspodcast.com for all things impossible. Impossible.